The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth annual Box to Row Countdown to Kickoff. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, August the 24th. I'm Donald Ware. Listen, we are three days away from the start of the HBCU football season. As we keep saying, it promises to be an exciting season. It promises to be an exciting season in the CIAA, even more specifically in that Southern Division. We've always talked about the Northern Division the last couple of years, but that Southern Division is on the rise. In his fourth season now, as the head football coach at Winston-Salem State, is Robert Massey, no stranger to the program. He's got a new contract. He's ready to rock and roll, excited for the 2022 season, as only Coach Massey can be as he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Massey? Yeah. Hanging in there, excited, man, ready to get rolling. You know what? You know what? I, I just thought about this. There are at least, I, I, and it may be more than any, but four North Carolina Central alums who are head football coaches at HBCUs right now. Um, you were you were older than the other guys, talking about Odoms, talking about Jones, and talking about Oliver when you came through North Carolina Central. But what does it mean to you um, to just to to have graduated from Central and and be a head football coach at the collegiate level? Uh, this with your second program. Well, you know, um, believe it or not, growing up, I always wanted to be a football coach. I think one of the guys that had a very positive influence in my life was Charlie Houston, who happens to be a WSSU alum. He was my junior high school coach in Charlotte, North Carolina, along with uh, Joe Graham and a few other guys that attended WSSU. So, uh, you know, once I had the opportunity to play professional football, and, and that experience was just mind-blowing. When I had a chance to come back home to the state of North Carolina, 
I knew I wanted to be a coach. I wanted, I knew I wanted to be a coach at the black college setting so I can share that experience with a lot of the young men that don't have the opportunity to play professional football, but they do aspire and dream to be a professional football player. But we try to make sure if that falls short, get that degree. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so w- what does it mean? You got you you had the interim tag. The, really, the last three years, 1920 was a COVID season last year. What does it mean to to have that interim tag removed and now be the head football coach at Winston-Salem State? Well, from a standpoint of putting together a program and a staff, you know, as, a, as an interim head coach, you don't have a whole bunch of power. You don't know if you, you'll be there for the next six months or, the, or, the, or a year, if you will. And as a parent, you know, when you go out recruiting, you, 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 one of the things you do is you want to make the parent feel good about the decision your child is going to make in terms of where they're going to receive their education. If that coach has four years there, you feel a little better about sending that child to that institution. Whereas if he had a year, you know, he gone today, he here today, gone tomorrow, new coach come in and he may want to just clean the slate. So now that kid will find himself as well as family in that recruiting process again. So now we got four years on the contract. You know, we've, we've, raised, we've increased our, our scholarships. So now we're able to go into the homes, go out and recruit, get back to the high schools here in the state of North Carolina and offer kids the opportunity to come to a great school and play for a good program and, and, and win a championship and graduate. Does you play, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dating you. I'm just saying you, you, you played a little while ago. I'm just, I'm just saying, but, but, but the question, I preface that because do, do, does that, when you go into kids' homes and you played, you were an all-rookie guy in the National Football League, you coached in the National Football League, does that re- still resonate with, with young men when you go in their homes? Well, I think it do because, you know, it all starts as a dream. You know, it starts as a dream from you being, having your national syndicate show on Saturday. It starts as a dream, me going, wanting to go to college and be a professional athlete. So when they can have concrete evidence of somebody working where they went or going to the same type of institution, that goal and that dream is real. And also we set the example by once we stop playing, we have our degree so we can come back and contribute in that spot, in that form. But I do feel being a concrete example of going to the Vision II school, HBCU, and then being a high draft pick and then playing for a long time in the National Football League, and then being an assistant coach in the National Football League, I think that helps sales, not just our program at WSU, but the it, it, it validifies the quality of football we put out there in this conference. Did, did you find that it because you're full, you're, you are the head football coach now, opposed to having the interim tag the previous three seasons, even though we understand 20 uh, was a COVID season. Did you find it that, did you find that it was a little bit easier uh, to, to recruit guys to come to Winston-Salem State? Definitely. We brought in, yes, we brought in 60 freshmen, 60 high school freshmen, and, and, and 90% of those guys are right here from the state of North Carolina. And the majority of them are in our 80-mile radius from Charlotte to Winston-Salem to Greensboro. So, again, when you have that four-year deal, when they know you are titled the head coach as opposed to the interim, I think it helps with the recruiting process. How's spring going for you to this point? Well, everything's going well. You know, we've been lucky. We haven't had a whole bunch of soft tissue uh, injuries. One of the things the NCA did, and I thought it was great, was when they allowed us to come in early, have a seven-day period, acclimatization period, where guys, for us, we just lift and ran. It was like finishing up the summer right before we go to camp. So we had that type of mentality. Uh, we got the guys to buy in 
uh, we got in some shape, and now we've been, we're in the past, and we were doing install. So now, when once we hit the field daily, we're able to go right into the football aspects of it. That is Robert Massey, the head football coach at Winston-Salem State in his fourth season as he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's talk some personnel. Uh, your quarterback, Dominique Graves, is back for you, yes. I believe. Yep, so so talk about him. Statistically, he, he was eight touchdowns to eight interceptions on last year. Is he, in fact, your guy, and is, is there a quarterback competition, if you will, there at Winston-Salem State? That's the beauty in being the head coach as opposed to being the, you know, we brought in three high schoolers, two transfers, and Dom. So we have seven, six guys, excuse me, in camp. We are creating competition at every position. So that way, nobody is given a position. That way, we should have everybody working hard, preparing hard, and it's going to make us a better team. Now, you say, oh, if we kick off the day, Dom's the guy. But by the time camp is over, who knows? You know, we got some great uh, young men, Bryce Jackson out of Greenville, uh, North Carolina, uh, Jameer Slade out of uh, Dudley High School, won a state championship. Pretty good ball players. We got uh, Richard Lattimore that was formerly at Fedville State. He's actually in the, in the mix, too, as one of the transfers. So we got a nice competition going, and uh, we want to announce exactly who will be the starter, but we want to make sure everybody gets the fair reps, opportunity, and chance to show what they're capable of doing in terms of moving the offense, putting the ball in the end zone, making great decisions and protecting the ball to give us a chance to win. Is that running back room as deep as that quarterback room and who, who you're expecting um, to the shine running back room is actually deep. You know, a, a year ago we had uh, Andrew Hayes was the starting back. But, again, like I said, we brought in guys. We brought in Torian Ashley out of Page High School. We got a local kid named Noah Marshall who's just doing an outstanding job at the running back position. We also have a guy uh, that transferred in from East Carolina, Asa Barnes. So we got four Big backs, guys about 5'11", 6'1", in the range from 215 to 220, 225 pounds that we can just, you know, we got to be able to pound the ball. You look at some of the, the shortcomings we had a year ago and, and two seasons ago, we went into the halftime with the lead in a lot of our games. We wasn't able to run the ball in the second half. So that kind of gave the opposition's offense more opportunities on the field. We're stopping the clock by throwing the ball. So we got to get back to running the ball, playing stingy defense, Great on special teams. Was uh, not just a, a short thought about last year as I looked at the schedule, at, at the results. You lost a lot of really close football games. How, how frustrating was that? Well, you know, when you're in in, in, the, in the interim capacity and you're trying to get a buy-in, we need that big win. I think had we beat North Carolina Central, uh, the guys with the ball in, uh, and you have, unfortunately, that's just the world we're in. We're all front runners. We're everybody want to be associated and affiliated with a winner. And we feel that had we won the Central game, the season would have probably been a little different. Also, from a coaching standpoint, we need to open the offense up. We didn't do that until after the Tawan game, which was a debacle. But again, we'll be able to open the offense up at the beginning of the season. The defense will be rock, rocking and ruined. Special teams is great. So we've been in some of these close games and we've been on the bad end. So now it's time for us to go on the other side of that and if we got to win the game by running the ball, keeping their, their, their offense off the field, then that's what we'll do. But if we can open the offense up and spread the ball around and, and score big in some games, then that's what we'll do. Coach Smith has referenced our, our offense into the big red scoring machine. I like the ideal, but we understand what it's going to take to win.
Yeah, how's your coach? Is your coaching staff pretty much intact? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We were able to, again, in being now the head coach, right. we were able to go out and hire some quality coaches. We brought in uh, Chris Holmes, who was formerly the offensive line coach at Fairville State. And, you know, of course, you know, they made the last four appearances representing the South, and they've been in the top two or three year in and year out in rushing. So that helped us from a rushing stand, running the ball standpoint. We brought in um, Eric Brown, linebacker coach. Uh, you know, we had some outstanding linebackers for us the last two seasons. They've moved on through graduation and one's in the portal. So we got some young guys that are get a chance to play, but we got a guy that's that's a vested player, excuse me, coach at that position, played that position in the SEC at a high level. He's coaching the HBCU. He's coaching the Division One level. So we've got some guys that, that, are, that are coming in here that's been coaching for a while that's going to be able to help our guys flourish on the field as well as in the classroom. Winston-Salem State head football coach Robert Massey joining us here on the program. What's the defense looking like? you got a couple of all CIAA preseason guys, linebacker Deshaun Taylor and defensive back Elijah Banks. How's that defense looking for you? Well, uh, defense is going to be pretty good now. We, we, we've got, we brought in some transfers there too. We've touched a little bit with the transfers, but again, the thing we're going to do is we're going to build this program 70-30 with high school kids. We want to get them in there, get them bigger and stronger and faster, and then teach them the Winston way. So with that being said, you know, we brought in a lot of freshmen. Zion Dixon's a, a, a freshman cornerback out of Glenn High School. He's flashing, like my old college coach used to say. He's flashing. He's making plays. So you're learning their names. You get to know their names. You look at the defensive line. We got guys that are returning from last year. Uh, Trevor Willard, outstanding defensive end for us. We brought in two transfers from uh, Pembroke. So we got some guys that are going. we're going to put in place to make this defense dominant again. I know in 19, we, we, we fared well defensively. We were number six in the overall defense in the nation and number one against the pass. So our goal is to get back to that type of defense. And I think, of course, with Coach Mac, Marcus McElveen, who's a Shaw alum, with him being the D coordinator, along with Coach Brown co-coordinating with him, I think we're going to put ourselves in position to be in a lot of games. I know you've got it. You're, you and your team have got to really be excited. And, and, you know, it just makes sense for you guys to open up. You haven't played at a high level in the National Football League in that Hall of Fame game on Sunday, September 4th against uh, Central State. Uh, Two-part question. How excited are you and your guys? And then B, boy, you, you got a tough deal. Your first, what, four games are on the road, and then five of your first six are on the road. Yeah. Well, I, I shared this with, with uh, somebody earlier today. Uh, I played nine years in the National Football League, and then I worked a year as a coach. So I, spent, I got 10 years of service in the National Football League. And all that time, I've never been to Canton. I knew I wasn't going as a player, but I haven't even you been as a player. pretty good, though. Maybe, maybe but, you were pretty I'm not going good. as a player. Yeah. But, again, you know, and, and just to tell the guys, and we'll, be able, we'll have a chance to uh, go in and see some of the greatest football players ever to have played this game. And uh, I think that would be a good experience for them. You know, a lot of times, unfortunately, at this level, we don't get these type of opportunities. But now we'll be able to, trans we'll be able to travel to Canton, Ohio. Our guys will be able to go out to the hospitals and, and do some uh, community service. With, with, with the uh, pediatric uh, uh, care, and then we'll be able to go and see Bust and some of your famous players like Lawrence Taylor, Emmett Smith, guys that they can recognize. But it's, it'll be an overall, and then we're going to play Sunday and it'll be on national TV, NFL Network. So this is going to be a big deal, a great deal, and it should be a big showing for us. You know, we plan, and our intent is to paint the city red, Winston red, when we get to Ohio. Yeah. Then, then, then playing on the road. I mean, does that 
I mean, I don't know. I, I asked. I mean, maybe well, maybe that's not a bad thing. I mean, on well, those games, I mean. If you look at the teams that have won championships in any sport, but we're talking football, you have to be a road boy. I mean, you have to go on the road and win on the road because it's a little easier when you're home because you're sleeping in your own bed. You're the more comfortable. You've got the majority of your, your support staff, meaning the fans and things of that nature. So it's easier when you play at home than it is when you play on the road. But to be a champion, you have to be a road warrior. And what I mean by that is you have to go on the road and win games away from home. You may not be going to the pro, fo I mean, meaning from your playing days, right? But Michael Irvin, who is a pro football Hall of Famer, yes. described you as the toughest cover he had while he was playing in the National Football League. Well, you know, in all honesty, it's, it's it's all about respect. You know, as a player, as a coach, you want to put yourself in a position where when it's all said and done, you know, some of the best players that you would compete against, they're going to respect you. You know, uh, again, I've been real fortunate, man. I've been coaching in this conference for, for roughly 20 years. I've been fortunate enough that I've won a couple championships as assistant coach, as a, as a coordinator. Now I want to win one, and my plan is to win one as a head coach. So, again, you talk about the respect factor. As a player, you go against somebody as great as Michael Irvin. For him to say that, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that he felt that way. I'm glad that he felt that way. It's, it's, it's a plus when, you know, I kind of talk to my kids and show them, you know, highlights to me was a long time ago. And then as a coach, I want to win a championship so I can set the tone. Because, see, one of the things we're doing here, this is our 80th year of football at Winston-Salem State University. And I'm fortunate and blessed to be the 10th head coach. We go all the way back to uh, the legendary coach, William Bill Hayes. Every coach since him up to this point has won a championship. So our goal this year, our theme is to protect the legacy. And that's our goal, to get back to the championship, those winning ways. Because when you sit back and you look at from 77 up till now, when you start talking Division II, whether you talk black college or just Division II, Division II college football, you have to bring up Winston-Salem State because they've won conference championships and they've made it to Division II playoffs. And under Coach Maynard, they made it to the national championship game. Yeah. So that speaks volumes about this football program. No question about it. Last thought. What do you remember most about those days in the National Football League? Your first year in 89, you were all rookie and 92 pro bowler. You know, you checked some of the best during that era. What do you remember most about those days? Well, you know, it, it was it was a dream come true, being able to play that game at a high level, compete at a high level. Uh, you know, it, it was special in that, you know, the accolades. But I, I'll tell you, um, I get this a lot. Coach, who's the best receiver you ever went against? I would say Mike Irvin, but being honest, it's Jerry Rice. He, he's the GOAT, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, you, you learn uh, fast at that level. But the experience is, is, is unbelievable. You know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I would. I was fortunate enough to uh, play a long time. Nine years is really considered a long time. You know, they've, they did some statistics out lately, and there are about 25,000 players that have played in the National Football League. And only, like, maybe five grand, 5,000 have played nine years or more. So I'm in an elite class there too. But again, the, the experience coming from a small school was just mind-boggling. I was able to see the world by because of football, uh, travel and see and, and do some things that you dream of doing. Obviously support my family, meaning my mom, brothers and sisters, and things of that nature. And then I've been able to, over the years, I've always had camps when I played in the cities that I grew up in, in Charlotte, and then in Durham area too. So I've always been able, I've, been, I've always been a guy who's been concerned about the community. 
one of the things, you know, a lot of people don't know, and I'm not tooting my own, but I will share this with you. I used to do a HBCU combine, and, and it used to do it with Allen Hooker and a few other the CI, uh, well, black college greats in the state of North Carolina. And what we would do is we, we would solicit NFL teams. They would come down for a two-day combine for HBCU students, and we didn't charge them a dime. We went out and we got guys to donate, if not money, if not product time, to give these kids the example I had 35 years ago when I went to the combine. So again, a lot of times, those experiences, they prepare those young men for life. And we they, and our kids need to have that experience. You see what Coach Sanders, he, he took a shot at the league and said, hey, you're telling me these guys are not worthy of the opportunity to play in the National Football League? Well, you think about just, what, back in 72? You, the CIAA, the, the MEAC, and the CWAC, the NFL came through there, and, and a lot of our players played at that level. So we're trying to get back to that because it is some real good talent in the historical black college conference. Man, that's that's very well said. Uh, you you mentioned Jerry Rice. Did, it, it, you, you, uh, I mean, how, how did you fare against him when you went up against him? Well, the first game was the Iowa. Uh, <laughs> it's a true story. I'll share this with you. We were playing in New Orleans, and, uh, of course, Joe Montana was the quarterback. Well, the first half, he did not have a catch. And I'm running off the field at going in for halftime, and I hear some fans, because you normally you don't supposed to pay attention to them, and I did not know he did not have a catch at that time. So it was like, man, see, we love you. You're playing your butt off. Rice hadn't caught a pass. So I started thinking. I said, you know, I can make some history here. I keep one of the best ever without a pass. Well, that changed. Third play, sack, uh, third play of the third quarter. Rice hit from hit me for like a 50-yard bomb. And it was on the uh, you make the call where he bobbled the ball. They, but he beat me so bad they had to reward him with the touchdown. So now I'm forever in the annals of you make the call because he bopped the ball, which should have been our ball going the other way. But because I gambled and missed, the referees just rewarded him because he was so good with the touchdown. Right, but that was only one play. I mean, did you? Did, what about the rest well, of the game? Well, now they end up winning the game. Okay, they end up winning the game, so that kills all that. But uh, you know, again, he 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 was a guy, man, that you had to prepare for extra. You know, it was just you know you knew. He was always attacking. He was like a defensive guy on offense. So, you know, over the years, he had some good games. We very competitive, man. And then I'll tell you another thing, which could to Jerry Rice. So when I got to the Pro Bowl, I didn't want to be late, so I got there extremely early. And I actually beat some of the, the, the pro pros in the locker room. And when he walked in, he said, man, see, what's up? And I'm like, you know my name? <laughs> yeah, man, Black College. And we dapped up and everything, and it just made me feel good because you just didn't think he knew who you were. You know, you never face all the people he don't burn. How you gonna remember you? But he, but he said, "Yeah, man, black college," and dapped me up. So you know, I have the utmost respect for Jerry. Oh man, that is great, Robert Massey again in his fourth season as the head football coach at Winston Salem State, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Rams open the season Sunday, September fourth, in Canton, Ohio in that uh, pro football uh, or that Hall of Fame game. Coach Massey, appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Rams this season. Thanks, Donald. Appreciate you, man. Take care.